Welcome, welcome to the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire podcast video cast. I am Julie Anderson, also known as Brain Lady Julie, your host for today. And we have another exciting guest. I'm really, we just had such a fun time visiting before we went, uh, before we started the recording here. But we have with us Erica Sicoshio, and she is with Stellar Business Concepts. Erica, welcome to the Women Entrepreneur Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, those of you listening, you might hear the thunderstorm in the background. (laughs) It is torrential rains and a lightning storm. So I hear that in the back. (laughs) She's she's calling in from Rhode Island. Uh, So very, very um, international groups of people that we have here on the show. Before we get into the into the nuts and bolts of the the interview, let me read you a little bit about Erica's background because she has a vast amount of wisdom that she can share with all you women entrepreneurs out there. And I think you want to this is someone you really want to get to know. Erica is a motivational speaker with 23 plus years of experience as an entrepreneur. She has opened several businesses from retails, retail business, business consulting, as well as multi-location childcare owner who has built her business to seven figures. Erica is is a recognized leader in the early childhood industry with a bachelor's degree in leadership and administration. Her passion for working with people and her no-nonsense approach to sound business practices resonates across the industries that she's been in. Erica works with groups, individuals, and organizations to build successful companies that your customers and employees love. Erica is passionate about business and recently launched Practical Biz Podcast and her YouTube channel, Child Care, Child Care Director's Chair. Erica, once again, welcome to the Women Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much for having me. And that was that was a lovely introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love your background. It's so um it's diverse and that's what we that's what we like to to have and feature here on the Women Entrepreneur Show because there are so many different women and different people from different countries. We, we're we very international now, have a lot of different li- listeners in very different countries, but the, at the core of all those women entrepreneurs is our business practices. So I love that that's going to be the topic that we're going to use. And with your years of experience in different kinds, different types of businesses, that it, you you have a lot of a lot of wisdom to share, I'm sure. So looking forward to hearing more, more about that. So tell me you just a little bit of your background, fill in some blanks for us. So what did you, did you start in business leadership or did you start in the childcare industry? Um, none. So um, <laughs> the answer is none. Oh, there's so, a whole other part of her bio we haven't heard yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think um, coming from a family of entrepreneurs is kind of where that started. So my very first job was in my uncle's bakery, um, and I ended up being a manager at the age of 16. And um, several people in my family own their own business. So I think I was just immersed in that world, um, unknowingly sucking all of that in. Um, then uh, at 23, I opened up a candle store in the retail space. I had that for about four years. Um, I learned a lot of all the mistakes that you make in terms of not having a business plan, not having the right funding, uh, trying to you know finance your your business with a credit card. You know, not the best move. Um, so I learned lots of things of what not to do um, in my first venture. 
Um, and then I um, was a saleswoman for a family run furniture store for many years. Um, and I was pretty successful at that. And then I had my daughter, Haley, who, um, you know, being an Italian mom, it was so hard to leave her. And so I went to look in childcare and I couldn't leave her. So I quit my job and went to work in childcare. Um, and uh, all of the things that I had learned and used, my skills, my customer service, um, everything translated over and it was almost seamless. And uh, I ended up becoming the manager of someone else's program, did that for about 10 years. And then my uh, sister, uh, Chris and myself opened up our first child care. Um, and since then we have opened up six centers, um, flipped some, sold some, kept some. Um, so right now we currently operate three. Uh, any given day, I can have 250 to 275 students, uh, 42 staff. Um, and I've been doing that for the last 15 years under my own venture. Um, and I love it. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's so resilient, <laughs> huh? Um, so that's not I, our stomach. That's not our stomach. That's not <laughs> um, so I think, I think, so where Stellar Business Concepts came in, 2019 COVID hit, obviously it knocked many businesses for a loop, especially those in the service industry, including of course my industry. Um, and I think what allowed us to survive was our ability to use our good practices, being able to pivot very quickly when we needed to, um, coming up with solutions very quickly um, and staying focused and, and those things really uh, helped us. So uh, lots of uh, folks are opening up businesses now and it just kind of was a natural progression of um, you know just skills that we that we had that we used every day and we wanted to help other people who were either struggling or um, you know were excited about this new you know phase in their life and the opportunities that opened um, since COVID um, came along. Yeah that's it's such a timely topic because of what you just said and we were looking before we started the recording that because I I've heard different surveys and I don't know the exact number, but the particular one that I that we just looked up it says that thirty two percent of people actually quit their jobs during COVID to start mm -hmm. a, a new business venture, and a lot of those have no clue. Really, oh my goodness! <laughs> really have no clue about <laughs> what this is, what this all entails. Like you mentioned, a business plan. That's that's something that a lot of new entrepreneurs don't necessarily. They, they don't have it. They don't. They don't have it. How important do you think that is to have something? And is it as scary as it sounds to have a business plan? Um, so I, I that is what I'm finding since I started working with new entrepreneurs. Many of them did not have a business plan, and so that's the first step. When I work with someone, that's that's the very first step. Some can be pretty intricate and really long. It doesn't really have to be that big, but we've got to have a plan and it's got to have all of the components. Um, everybody wants to jump right to the, how do I get customers? There are so many pieces and layers and systems that have to be in place to make sure that you're ready to have customers. Because the mm -hmm. worst thing to do is to get customers, not be able to fill the order, not being able to service them properly, right? You don't want to start right. up your business on the wrong foot or not have enough funding <laughs> to fulfill mm -hmm. the order, right? Um, yeah. Or not have the right staffing. So there's so many pieces and having a plan will really help you save time, money and energy and heartache that you really don't need to necessarily go through, you know? 
Yeah, that's that's beautiful advice because I think one of the things I didn't start out my business years and years ago without a business plan. Or, or I didn't start it with a business plan. I started it without a business plan. And when I came around to doing it, it's like you don't you don't know what you don't know. And when you're Absolutely. new in business, you just you don't know all those details. And by having a business plan, it helps you to see what's in your blind spots so that when the bumps in the road come along, you you have something yeah, and then also knowing that that business plan is like a living document, like right. a couple of things you have to continue to look at it, use it. Um, you know, your, my, your business plan from now isn't the same business plan you had 14 years ago, right. right? My original business plan had one center. It didn't have six centers. It right. eventually became that, but um, you, you have to build the foundation and have, you know, all the systems in place before you can scale. So you have to start at least at square one with a good plan. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that you had, that you kept some centers and you've sold some centers. And I think that's something else that I tell people that sometimes they have to, you know, begin with the end of the mind in mind. And they'll, they don't always think about selling the business down the line. Uh -huh. You know, one of the things that I find is they always, <laughs> lots of people have their name in their business. Uh -huh. And if you have your name in the business, that devalues that business. Oh. Yes, there's so many, so yeah. many, I made so many mistakes too. Um, when we first opened, our, our original name was Family Tree School Age Enrichment Program. We were primarily a before and after school program. We mm -hmm. now service infant, toddler, pre-K. We service all ages. So, you know, that name has evolved to, right. you know, different, different names. So, different locations have family tree as the brand, but it may be family tree early learning center or family tree before and after school program. Right. So yeah. um, think I would say maybe that piece of advice is think big, right. Yeah. Plan, plan reasonably, but think big and ask yourself the questions. What if this blows mm -hmm. up? What if this scales? What if this grows really quickly? Um, not only the systems, but does everything make sense if it grows? Because right. your plan is hopefully right that open a right. successful business, right? That is the goal. That's the plan, right? Yeah. And down the line, what are you going to do with it down the line? Because you know you're not necessarily going to want to want to be doing it when you're seventy. Yeah, right? you, have to, you have to hope that your daughter wants to take over. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or son, if you only have boys. Yeah. I've got one of each. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. So now let's talk about, so that was a business plan, but let's talk about actual business practices. Like what are some, like, what do you mean by that term? And then what are some of those practices that you think are critical for women entrepreneurs to pay attention to and to have when they're running their business? Um, well, number one, I would say is the people that you work with and you employ, um, whether it's just you and one person or you and 42 people, right? Mm -hmm. It is very important to make sure that you, one, treat them right, two, give them opportunities to grow and to help you really build your business and be part of it on a, in a real way, right? In a real way. So I think that is important to have that in place. If you don't, um, you know, it's very hard to, keep your customers if you don't have a good customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. So that starts with the people that you work that you work with and, and, and work for you. Um, so I think that that is, you know, that is really important. Um, I think two, number two is having systems 
physical, tangible systems in place. So that way, if a certain thing is made a certain way or a service is supposed to be provided a certain way, that it's written down, that there is a manual. So as new people come in and you train them, that it's, it's being done consistently um, mm-hmm. because that's what your customer expects, right? And I mean, I think you can think of a million times where you've gone into a place and you've not had great service, right? Many yeah. times you don't go back, you know, and and that is really how you build a business because great customer service really does keep people from coming, you know, keep people keeps people coming back. So right. you know, and and you have to think about the retention of a customer. How much is one customer worth to you? What's the value of that that one customer? And I think everybody always gets so focused on how do I get that next customer? I want more of a customers, but you're not really taking care of the customers you currently have now. Because sometimes to reach your goals, whether it's a sales goal, a number goal, you might not need more customers. You might just necessarily need to service the customers you have better or keep them longer. Yep. Yep. Provide up-level your service, up-level your customer service. Absolutely. And I love the the idea. This is something I've been working on with my team. And I have to say, we haven't been that great about it, but we're working on it is putting together that policies and procedures manual, something that gives, that makes it easy to hand off because as your company grows, you'll outgrow your current team. You'll need to bring in new members and you want that, that training and that transition to go the smooth, as smooth as it can. And you need to have that down literally in writing. Yeah. So I would say one of the things we, first of all, I am, I am incredibly lucky. So I have, when I tell you the Super Bowl team of teachers, I do. Um, I literally could not have grown my business without them. Um, one of the things that did happen in 2019, because of the amount of time I've been in business, people retire. And so many of us have been together 15, 20 years, which is, you know, extraordinary to have employees that long. But when COVID came, some of my ladies were, you know, 60 and they retired. So having those systems in place, you know, my parents were used to the same teachers and just having an extraordinary level of care. When you have someone new coming in, you got to make sure that that is seamless. And how do you get somebody who only has two years of experience up to a level of somebody with 20, you know, 20 plus years? Um, You better make sure that you have as much supports as possible for that employee. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I emphasize or I want to I want to emphasize to um, entrepreneurs that are and I hate this word. I hate this word. I hate saying it. Solopreneurs. <laughs> I don't like that word because that word gives the brain imprint of I'm doing and this. So. Yeah. No. And mm-hmm. you, you, can't, you can't build an empire by yourself, even if you're just simply outsourcing to a large number of other entrepreneurs, you still have to have a team, whether they're your actual employees or the, yeah, because you can't, you just can't build the empire that you want to build by yourself. So when I, for women that are saying, well, you know, I'm in a coaching business or I'm in a consulting business and I don't have a staff in six front, you know, storefront type locations, this doesn't really apply to me. Explain to them why it does. Okay. So the people around you support you. So you need to have, as you said, a great team, right? So I'm a coach. 
but I have somebody who does my social media. I have somebody who does my digital. I have somebody who maybe helps book my book my calls, book my meetings. Um, I have an accountant. I have a bookkeeper. I have an insurance person. Like all of these people, make sure that your business is running at optimal optimal levels, right? So if you don't yeah. have a great bookkeeper or a great accountant who's making sure that you're getting your best tax deductions or getting, you know, making the most out of the resources that you have, you're losing money, right? So there's that piece. But I also think um, you really have to have, you have to have a base team. You can't do everything yourself. You're going to get burnt out. Even mm-hmm. if you're the product, you're the thing that you're selling, your time, your your words, your wisdom, um, you, you definitely still need support. You need support. And everybody's business looks different, but um, at the end of the day, you're working with someone. Most coaches have a book, right? Did you work with a publisher? Did you work with an editor, right? So, I mean, that those are just natural things that happen when you're coaching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk strategy because, again, if we're talking about 32%, you know, this huge number of new entrepreneurs, what's a strategy? What's a good business strategy, which is different than having a business plan, right? It's different. What's, how do you help in, as a coach, how do you help businesses or entrepreneurs to have a business strategy and kind of what does that look like? I think, I think strategy is when you get super focused and look at your strengths and your weaknesses for one, uh, to look at your industry and other changes, especially if there are changes coming down the pipe. So for an example, um, state-funded pre-K or universal pre-K is coming, right? So anybody who owns a private childcare program, you better get on board with that because mm-hmm. the government is going to stop paying for, for preschool, right? So what does that mean for you and your business? Does that mean that you start to get a few rooms licensed through the state-funded pre-K, right? Because um, eventually that's where it's going. Or... Do you let go of pre-K and really amp up your infant toddler programs and be the best infant toddler program in your in your area, right? So those are two examples of ways that you can use strategy, you know, in your business. But I think knowing what's going on in your industry and seeing what's ahead of the curve as much as possible. And how can you be prepared for the leader uh, moving forward in that niche that you have? Good points. Very good points. It's like right now we, I, I jumped into a huge um, social media marketing um, coaching, high involvement, high hands-on um, program. And it's, I am doing that for strategy. It's a hundred percent because I don't know how to do video. Like I, I know how to turn the video on, but yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know any, any strategy in doing videos and what I'm learning is just so fascinating. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, how do you post here and what kind of videos and how do those videos lead people into getting to know you as a person, but then also wanting to in, engage with you as, as a client. So you're absolutely right to have some, have in it a, a strategy and know that you don't know everything yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and having a vision too, right? So mm-hmm. Um, although I have a person who does my media with me, right? And I use the word with me because like you said, I also want to learn that. I don't want to just be like, yeah, you're my guy. You take care of it. I want to learn because 
I want to make sure that what I'm putting out is on the best platform. Am I taking advantage of new platforms that are coming that could explode very quickly, right? You want to be the first one to get there. Um, when it comes to media type stuff, if, well, he's not for everyone, but I love him. Gary Vee is amazing, right? Yeah, I like him, right? yeah. He's not for everyone, right? But right. I, I love him. He speaks to my soul and he, you know, he gets it. He's always ahead of the curve and that's yeah. why he is where he is. And the funny thing is, speaking of him, which is hysterical, is if you look back 30 years or you would, you know, 20 years, you would say he's the wine guy. Like, what is, what does he know? Right. What does he know about, you know, this, this, this industry, that industry. And that's which is good business practice. It, it goes across all industries. Good customer service principles are the same. Whether yeah. you own a tractor trailer truck place, you own a restaurant, you own a childcare, you're a coach, right? Good customer service all the way around following, following up. I mean, I can think of so many times where you do business with somebody, they don't follow up. They don't send a thank you card. They don't, right. you know, they, you know, I, I think that that is where you lose your customers. Yeah. Just, you've got, you've got to stay connected with your people. My, um, my retention at my program is anywhere between five to eight years is, is a typical customer retention for us. And that's nice. by accident. It really is just built into the core of what we do. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned the core, what are your core values and oh, so why it, is it, why is it important? Because this is something that I, we don't necessarily have up on our website. I've got it on a document on my computer. So this is going to help me out. Um, sure. What are your core values and why is it important for businesses and for entrepreneurs to think even, okay, I'm starting, I'm only in it for, I haven't been an entrepreneur for more than a year. Why do I need to have core value? Like, well, that, I would say it's probably right next to your business plan. Like literally you have to know what's driving you. It's not about the money. Like ultimately you need money. Money's the byproduct, right? It's about mm -hmm. the work. For me, it's about the work, right? My four core values are super easy. One is family. Family for me is number one. Two is community. Three is passion for teaching. Four is professionalism. Everything that I do falls in one of those four things. If it doesn't fall in there, I don't do it. So families, meaning the families that are at my program, I take care of them the same way I would want someone to take care of my child. The mm -hmm. same thing with my staffing. My staffing are with me for such a long time. They are my family. Like half yeah. of them are coming here on Saturday for a pool party. But it's not those things. It's when my mom passed away, some of my staff were by my mom's bedside. Like when she passed, right? We're really a family. It's not, it's not, it's just the culture. It's the culture that you create in your business and you have to make sure that connects with the people who work for you and your customers, right? Um, I love teaching. I, I cannot learn enough about teaching. Um, and I like teaching everybody, like young mm -hmm. and old, right? Which is why I think coaching just comes natural. Anything that I know, I'm willing to share with anybody who will listen, to be honest. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So important. Wonderful, wonderful pieces of advice for individuals who are building their business now and really want to, or even anyone who's been in business for a while, doing things like refreshing or building a, a strategy, um, ha refreshing or building your business plan, even if you kind of know it up here, getting it on on paper so that you have a tangible to re refer back to refreshing your core values 
or or creating those core values depending on where you're at in business i think all of those are are very very important for the overall success and longevity of a business so lots of great great bits of information that we're getting you from you erica this is wonderful i i i love that that so much of what you do even though you're in the child care child education industry the principles apply no no matter what it is that you're doing yeah. that's great <laughs> That's wonderful. So tell us, tell us um, a little bit about the practical practical biz podcast. Give us, Super give us fun. a teaser on it. I know our Super podcast is a blast. I love them. I love I, them. I absolutely love it. Right. So, um, so part of St Stella Business Concepts, um, which is a house for many different right. businesses underneath it. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of those is our podcast, Practical Biz. And so it was kind of just like. How can we get out information? Because again, it was really, how can we help our community? So yes, I'm a coach and yes, people can come in. We can do one-on-ones. We can do, um, you know, help you with your business plan. We can help you with strategic planning meetings. We do all of that. But how do I help people right at the beginning? Maybe they haven't started a business yet. So the podcast made sense to me to give out little pieces of information that could help somebody move along right? You're stuck on this area. You're stuck on the area. You can listen to those little pieces and, um, you know, move, move forward. So that was kind of the, the thought about it. Um, we, uh, just recently added a YouTube channel so that, uh, will go up. Uh, I think we have two episodes that are like videoed, but haven't been put up yet, but they will be in the next, I don't know, week or two. Um, I just think it's a it's a great way to connect again with the community because that's so important to us. And part of you know part of your marketing plan as well is you know you you have a very strategic plan of these are the places I'm going to do, and then you you leave yourself a little room to kind of like throw dots and see what <laughs> you know, see what happens, right? Because what do you yeah. compare it to if you only do you only do marketing in these two or three little areas? How do you know if something you know is going to work or not work? But yeah. ultimately, it really was just a way to help the community, um, and it seemed like the way to get the biggest reach. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. we're yeah, not like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And you, you know, it's it's a really cool um, thing to stay up with the times, and video is what's what's hot right now. I saw. I don't know if you remember, if any of the listeners remember, there was a viral video that went around several years back it'd be, probably be close to 10 years ago called the evolution of dance and it had this yes it was, you remember that right it was just it was hilarious i remember it <laughs> yep and what's interesting is that what went viral was just that part of his he's a motivational speaker mm -hmm. and i had the privilege of being able to see him deliver his full keynote and which ends with the, you know, that that little two or three minute segment when he's going through all these different dances. But the point was the dances that were popular 30 years ago lost their popularity because things changed and evolved. Right. And, and so we quickly now <laughs> yep, and with us as as business owners. Right. We have to. That's why we're jumping into the podcast. That's why we're jumping into the YouTube channels, because you have to evolve with the with the time. So if you started a business 10 years ago, you got to refresh it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, I think, depending on what industry you're in, you can have such a broader reach. Right. Because, you know, if you think 
you know, before the internet, most of your business came from, you know, a three to 10 mile radius, depending what your industry is. Now you could sell things to mm -hmm. people in other countries, right? So Absolutely. things that are possible just continue to become more and more possible on a bigger scale. So Absolutely. yeah, yeah. And you have to Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Such wonderful um, information that you've shared with us today, Erica. It has been um, a privilege to, to interview you. You've been a lot of fun, a fun yeah, guest. I, <laughs> I really appreciate having you on the Women Entrepreneurs Show. So okay, thank you. Let's let's give you before we uh, before we um, wrap this up, we how do what is the the name of the podcast and the, the site for that podcast again? Okay, so uh, the podcast is Practical Biz, B-I-Z-Z -Z, podcast, and we are on uh, all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, pretty much any of those um, major platforms. Um, our YouTube channel is the same, Practical Biz, uh, so we'll have some video up there pretty soon. Um, if you're in the field of education and you want to check out the Child Care Director's Chair YouTube channel, uh, we have a couple of videos up there, but uh, we just started... Uh, filming again. Um, so we'll have some new videos there. Uh, if you're interested in coaching, consulting, help with the business plan, strategy, um, any of those pieces there, you can certainly visit our website at um, StellaBusinessConcepts.com. Um, and uh, all of our other contacts, our social media and all of that is there. It's pretty, it's pretty standard. Stella Business Concepts um, underscore RI1 on Instagram and but if you visit the website, all of our all of our contact info is there. And we would love to, you know, reach out to anybody that, uh, you know, wants to um, just see, you know, what's the first step. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So now for those of you who are watching, you're seeing all of those links pop up in the little banner here on the on the screen. If you are listening as a podcast uh, later on as a download as a podcast on any of those platforms, come back to the show page for today's program. Look it up for the importance of good business practices, no matter what the industry with Erica, and you will see all of those links on the show page. So once again, Erica, thank you so much for being on the Women Entrepreneur Show. It was a great time. Thank you so I, much. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Such an enjoy, such an enjoyable interview. Uh, for those of you who want to stay connected with Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire, you know the drill. Go to our website, womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com, all plural, womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. You can also become a member there for a very low fee. You can have your entire business and you can have a whole page of information on the website that will increase your SEO. If you don't know what SEO is, get in contact with Erica and she's going to educate you on what SEO is. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also join our Facebook group, Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire. We like, like to encourage people to interact and engage in that platform and just share your business wisdom, your businesses, things you got going on, funny stories, happy stories, encouraging stories, motivational stories. We love all of that there. If you would like to be featured on the Women Entrepreneurs Show, either as interviewed here uh, like Erica was today or um, on the, uh, would like a topic covered, right? Particular topic that you want to see delved into a little bit more, just shoot an email out to Kelly, K-E-L-L-I 
at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com and we'll we'll get in touch. All right, that wraps it up for today. We absolutely had a blast with you, Erica, as well. And I appreciate your time and I appreciate and I'm honored with anyone who took the time to listen to us today. So with that, I'm going to close this show up the way I do all of them. I want everyone to stay positive, take a nice deep breath, relax, and simply enjoy every moment. <laughs> Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.